everyone. Mahalo for being here. Uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to be able to host this interview. Uh, my name is Sissy Lake Farm, and I'm here as a facilitator of this beautiful pairing of both Cody Puelpata and uh, Amanda Joy Bauer. Uh, but just a little bit about myself real quick uh, in my capacity. Sissy Lake Farm as the Executive Director at the Maui Historical Society, but specifically today in relation to our Maui-based Art, um, public art project known as Small Town Big Art. And um, one of the artists, Amanda Joy Bauer, that is joining us here today that will speak in regards to that, as well as Cody Puelpata. And another aspect of what we're bringing forth and introducing is the HOA project, which is a very new thing that we're excited about. And that stands for Halau of OEV Art. So I'm not going to take any more time to for me, not for me. It's time for our, our guests to go ahead and ho'olauna themselves. So I'll ask Puel first. Aloha, Puel. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you for having me, Kumu. Yes. Hey, so, so please, can you tell us about yourself and your connection <laughs> to Hoa? Sure. So um, my name is uh, Cody Puel Pata. I'm the Kumuhula of Kamalama Mahilani here on Maui. Um, I've been a Kumuhula since 2001. My halau um, opened in January 2003. Um, I'm also a Hawaiian music entertainer. I'm a classically um, trained hakumele or, or composer as well. Um, I've been an immersion school teacher. I've taught Hawaiian language in, in um, high school as well, but I'm currently a, a private consultant for Hawaiian language and culture. So thank you for having me. Uh, oh, I, I'm also a point lead um, somehow I got in that position for the Halau of OEV Art. And I know that it is because I'm also part of the Leo Kahua Steering Committee um, for the Huamakahikina Group, which is a coalition of Kumuhula from around the world. And so, um, yeah, we've been able to move initiatives forth here in Maui County, develop those relationships, and it has resulted um, so far in what we are, we are terming the Halau of OEV Art. Mahalo, Puel. Welcome, and it's such a pleasure to have you. So I'll go ahead and turn the mic over to Amanda Joy Bauer. Aloha, Amanda. Welcome. Aloha. And if you thank can introduce you. yourself to us, mahalo. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's so nice to meet um, meet you. And um, so I'm Amanda Joy Bowers. I'm from Haiku, Maui, and um, I'm an artist. I've done art all my life, <laughs> but it was only until recently that I spread my wings and I'm doing just freelance work. So I've been very busy and very blessed that I've been busy, but I own a company called Skeleton Studios. And so I do a lot of, um, you know, logo work and lettering and sign painting and murals and all kinds of fun stuff. So, um, so yeah, thanks for having me. And, and that's kind of my, my premise there. <laughs> Perfect. Mahalo. Yeah. So I'm going to, well, mahalo for again, introducing both of yourselves and We'll go ahead and start with Puel. I guess um, so. The, the the connecting link between the both of you is that um, the works that um, that both Amanda um, has partaken in recently, and is a beautiful mural that we have on Vineyard Street that that exemplifies and speaks on behalf of this historic and iconic figure that we love, Mary Kavanapukui. And so, Puel, if I can first ask your mana'o thought about Mary Kavena Pukui and how she's been influenced, uh, an influence on your life and work. 
Sure. So, you know, um, Mary Kavena Pukui or Mrs. Pukui or Tutu Pukui, um, we, I think as practitioners, we, she's somebody that is uh, kind of easy to take for granted and not in a negative way. It's just that her works are so pervasive in everything that we do. They're so important for what we do that we just grab for these resources um, naturally. And so, so as um, a kumuhula, as a researcher, and as a musician, there isn't any part of my oihana that isn't uh, directly affected by Mary Kavanapuku. In, in, you know, I say um, ho ili ili, ho o ili, ho ulu ulu, ho o ulu. And basically that means she, she gathers, gathering together, bequeathing it to the next generation, uh, compiling things together and spreading this information. And that's basically what, um, what she's done from the songs that I choose as a kumuhula or as a musician, or the resources that I need as a researcher, um, she's everywhere. Mm, mahalo. Thank you so much for that. Just, you know, a bit, uh, the ability to, to sort of ex, um, expose, show, share and showcase what it personally the effect it has on you. And obviously it's a very uh, influential one from start well, to finish in you your know, life. I mentioned Keone and I are moving from Oahu to Maui. So the bulk of our library is on Oahu and it, it's currently at, at the, the docks down here. But just in this house here, these are these are some of the, the books I pulled from mm -hmm. my shelf that yes. she yes. influenced in me. And, and <laughs> this is not including the online resources that I reached for, right? Through um, the vehevehe.org, which is built mostly around her dictionary. Or, or the um, uh, Papakilo database or um, Bishop yes. Museum resources for her, her private works and things like that. Like this is, she's with, a, with us all the time as, as people who do what we do. She's with us constantly. All the time. Mahalo. Well, mahalo for that. And so I'm going to go ahead and segue into Amanda. So Amanda, I know if you can share a little bit about um, just the work that what you was inspired by Marika Venapukui and just your reasoning behind, um, so just a little bit of background for those that aren't sure, Small Town Big Art, um, a public art program of Wailuku. But what's so special about this particular program is again, basing it in the, in the ways and the thoughts of our kupuna. And it starts with the works of Mary Kavenapuhu'i, like Puel just said. So, Amanda, I know you had chosen a specific olelo uh, noio or proverb, mm. and so if you could expand on that about why and why that one to you personally, and the way that the mural came to be, and if there were any people that influenced you or inspired you as you did your work. Yeah. So, first of all, I like to describe myself as just a vessel, like. You know, people can compliment my work and say, oh, you painted that, you did such a good job, you, you, you. And I go, I am just, it, it's all around here, it filters through me, and it just gets pushed back out into the community. I mean, really, like a filter, like a vessel. So first of all, that's kind of how I function as an artist. Um, and that proverb really spoke to me um, personally, and I think the location of it was really appropriate for it as well. But... When I was brainstorming ideas, I just thought, 
okay, what can I do based on this and the metaphors? And I love a good metaphor and you just start brainstorming all these ideas. And then researching just more and more and more about her, I, I went, why don't I paint her? Why don't I, like a lot of these murals are based off of her works, her proverbs. I mean, so why not commend her and like dedicate this to Mary Kavena Pukui? And the challenge was I wanted, there's, there's the reference photos that you shared with me and the, a lot of resources you shared with me, fantastic stuff. Um, and I wanted to paint her as a young girl because my proverb translated to remain among the clumps of grasses and do not elevate yourself. So it reminded me of my childhood and that innocence that we carry. And we're, I mean, literally like you're laying in the clumps of grasses and you're sort of like just level with nature and you're one with nature and you're remaining humble and innocent. And so I sort of compiled a lot of images of her um, into one entity. <laughs> and I literally had to say like a, um, oh, is Pueo still in here? I literally yeah. had to, to say, you know, to the realms, it's just like, please help me paint this to look like her, you know what I mean? And to embody her spirit and everything, you know? So, so yeah, that's how I kind of came about with the image for that. Um, but yeah, so I thought I would just use that opportunity to paint her in, in that piece. Awesome. Awesome. I, I well, I, I just find it just a thank you, you know, for having that insight and standing to, to take the time to honor um, Mary Kavena Pukui in, in that way. And so, hey, hello, welcome back. Perfect time. <laughs> no worries. So, um, mahalo. Um, Amanda was just sharing in regards to her, you know, reasoning behind, but now I'd like to go ahead and ask Puel, um, what was, you know, when you first saw um, the image of, of the mural that Amanda made, what were your impressions and what did you think uh, when you first saw it? So I, I have to ask, Amanda, um, are you a hula dancer at all or musician? Um, no, I, I mean, I, in school, you know, we, we did hula and studied some hula, but outside of that, not formally trained or anything. But again, I, I respect it. I love it. Um, I, I think it's absolutely beautiful. So I just was wondering, because you mentioned that you're a vessel for this mm -hmm. this um, EK, right? And then you, you conduct it, so you're like a conduit. And and I can relate to that because as Poehula, we are also supposed to be vessels for the content of the mele or the content of, of the composer and, and the intention of the Kumuhula. We, as dancers, we are the vessels for that and we, we conduct that energy through us um, in, in the presentation. And so whatever you channeled, right, whatever you became a vessel for um, and, and spilled out across that, that mural, to me, there are several things from, from my perspective as a practitioner in the things that I do that I picked up on and that I truly appreciate. So I know that one of the themes was um, mana wahine, which is um, female mana, right? And so what I immediately noticed in the mural was um, from from the, the perspective of Pukui, um, she is 
toward the left of the mural, which to me is significant, significant because um, that's the wahine side, the mana wahine side, right? That's the hina side of things. Another thing that I, I noticed was um, the timelessness of, of her appearance because she was born in 1895 and it's now uh, 2022. But our hula dancers um, still are our, our kaikamahine to our wahine. Um, they still dress and, and look the same. And so you can't, if you were to take a picture of, of our performances today and, and depict it through painting, they would look almost exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I really loved was um, the maile. Of course, um, the maile we know is, is associated with hula. It's associated with um, the maile sisters in hula as well. Um, but in hula and in other spiritual practices of, of Kapoi Hawaii, um, maile, because maile is anchored in the earth, and it grows up um, a companion and then reaches out to the heavens, to us it's considered a pico or a, a navel or umbilical cord between the physical realm and the spiritual realm. And so what I noticed in your, um, your mural is that in her right hand is firmly grasping the lei and her left hand is, is opened. As the reason I asked if you're a hula dancer is because when we are taught to pick for um, hula ceremony and for la'au lapa'au, we grasp, we pick with the right hand and hold in the left hand, right? And so this being the ku side, the right side of our body is the more, you know, aggressive side. And the left side is the one that holds and nurtures that. That's the hina side. So again, going back to the manawahine. In hula, we also have um, in the ka'i for pahu, we have certain always steps that also mimic that where we pick with our left or with our right and we, we place it on the altar with our left, those, those types of things. The other thing was it looks like um, because it's she's she herself is in charge or was in charge or ended up taking charge of um, taking this knowledge and putting it in in a format that that newer generations can can hold. It looks like she has this firm grasp on the pico between this realm and that realm. And in her left hand, it's open saying to the people, new generations, come take, you're welcome to take this. And so I think to me, um, I didn't know if that was your intention, but when you said that you're a vessel for this type of ike to, to uh, manifest, um, I, I now I completely understand. So I, I just love the mural. I love it. I love, oh, that. I love that. I mean, I mean, that's just like, you know, I, I know it cut out for a bit there or whatever, but I, I was telling Sissy, you know, that it's, it's just like, I'm the vessel. And sometimes, I mean, usually what I do is I ask, I just say it out loud, you know, like help me to just embody like paint her and have it embody her and like you know so sometimes I paint things and then it's there and I go how did I do that or like yeah. how did it come out like that like it's almost like something else was helping me to paint it in a way yeah. um there's been a there's only been a few paintings where I've had that feeling you know and this mm -hmm. this was one of them and the feedback I got from all sorts of people walking by and everything too but that you know, I'm I'm so happy that you got all that from my piece. I mean, it's it's beautiful, 
you know whatever your process is don't change it because it's working a hollow foil and i think have some spirits yes. helping me do something out here i mean like, but um but yeah i had i had i even had a dream about you know a young girl and me holding her hands kind of like how she's positioned like the week that i was painting it i usually have these vivid dreams i don't know if sissy if i ever told you this but but um so a lot of my soul and my it's it's always in my thoughts and everything when i'm painting um and yeah i i again i love that feedback i think that's it's it's just fantastic and i love hearing it from somebody else especially you know from a, a kumuhula and and you know a musician as well i mean i can totally see how you are inspired by her and that she exists kind of in your everyday actions right yeah and you know like um i i i'm not alone i don't think in in kumukula where and we're, we're trained to look at the world through this this kahua this um foundation of of, of knowledge and so how we interpret things, we're always looking for, for signs. We're always looking for kauna. What is the whole ailona in this? And so that's just naturally what I what I viewed. And so I think if another kumuhula or cultural practitioner were able to see the same mural, they would have um, their own, uh, ex from their experiences, right, and their, their training, they would have their own interpretations. But I think that they, they, we, we all kind of align and parallel each other. Yes, and I think that's the beauty is that mahalo to both of you for coming today and, and you know, again, allowing Puel to have his insight for you, Amanda, to be here to receive it, you know, for us to be both here to receive it. And it just adds layers. And again, like Puel said, the kauna, yeah, like, and you are, like you said it, Amanda, you're a vessel. And so obviously um, that's what's coming through. And And I feel Again, it's not by chance, and we're doing these things rightfully and justfully, and we want to put forth what's best and right, yeah? And so, again, mahalo nui. This is so much already. We can turn off the recorder we like right now, because we get it. <laughs> we'll be not. We're going to follow more, because this is so juicy and oh no. <laughs> so, mahalo. <laughs> so, let's continue. I think the next question, um, I'll go back to you, Amanda. Um, the space where the artwork lives, it's going to be evolving into a place where hula and uh, practitioners kumu hula will practice and celebrate and perpetuate. And we'll get to that with Puel in a little bit. But the question I do want to ask you, uh, Amanda, is what does that make you feel like in regards to public art and the community? What are some of the conversations you think are brought forth through inspiration? through the creativity, like, how does that make you feel? Like, yeah. It's so fantastic. I mean, I mean, truly like this, because you create something, it's this tangible piece and it's there. And then I think I flew out and I did another project after that, you know, it's, it's all done. And now here I am speaking with you both again, it's manifested into something else. It's almost like a, a chain reaction and maybe it's not because my murals there that now it's going to be the home for you folks but i think there's some sort of trickle down effect like a butterfly effect sort of thing with yeah. art i think it sparks something in people and 
whether they think it influences them or not, I think it adds some little spark. And I, yeah. I feel as long as somebody just looks at it and is curious about it. I mean, I had people ask me, ask me like, what does it mean? Who is that? What does it mean? Who, you know, <laughs> and people coming by going like, that looks like my sister. That looks like somebody I know. Like people were relating to her. And I said, well, actually it's sort of this, you know, it's Mary Kavena Pukui. And I compiled this from a lot of different references and, and stuff. So I feel like people had this connection to it without knowing. And that's the beautiful thing about art is it can make people feel a certain way and they don't even know why or how, or they get this feeling and they don't know where it's coming from, but it's sparking something in them. And, you know, that's just the start, you know, and I love that it sparks a question or a curiosity. Um, and it's just cool to see it manifest into this now where it's, you know, such an appropriate location and she's there almost just like ready to accept it with open arms. You know what I mean? So it's, it, I think it's beautiful. It makes me personally as an artist feel, feel wonderful, you know, truly. Mahalo, Amanda. So from that mana'o that Amanda shared, um, well, I'm going to throw it back to you in regards to Hoa. Let's take a look at that. Like what, you know, the hello of all EV arts, like, you know, you being on the cusp and at the helm of what that is to become. And um, let's talk a little bit about that, like, you know, kind of opening it up because we are kind of launching this. Yeah, this is a brand new thing um, with the county, with Hoa, with the community of Kumuhula of Maui. And this is the first of its kind. This is, this is statewide first time out the gates. So I'll let you go ahead and speak on behalf of that. Because I have okay. to get started, but but I was going to show you, and maybe it's not appropriate then that it's being recorded, is our my um, hula lineage, and it, it looks it looks like a bush, right? <laughs> so so I was tr trying to think, and we had a discussion earlier this morning, whose hula lines are not directly influenced by Mary Kavena Pukui. And so, Sissy, um, your line comes um, through Maiki, your father, and who came from Maiki. And Maiki herself um, also came from Lokalia Montgomery, who was taught by Mary Kavina Pukui. Then you have, yeah. uh, you have uh, our line, um, which is through George Naope, um, who was also taught by Lokalia Montgomery. Who was taught by Mary Kavina Pukui, and Uncle George has um, direct uh, gave us stories about his direct interactions with Mrs. Pukui, and then you have like uh, Auntie Hokulani Hotma, who came from Hoakale Kamau. Well, Hoakale Kamau came from Iolani Luahine, who was taught by Mary Kavina Pukui, right? And so I'm I'm thinking also of like um, uh, Iliahi and Haunani Paredes, who learned from Nathan Ma. Napoka and Pat Bacon as well. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's um Iolani Luahine and Merika Venapukui directly. And so the other lines, even if we're talking about like um Thaddeus Wilson and O'Brien Eselu, I know that they also um learned I don't think they uniki from, but they learned from Auntie Pat Bacon, who is Merika Venapukui's daughter, right? And so there I don't know of any line on Maui that isn't directly influenced um by them, um, I mean, we, we could say that like um, uh, the the Taupori, 
Tongaro students here on Maui um, might, but you know they they come also from like Kamabae and those things, and so through that line they they went down through Mary Kavanapukui as well. So at least we're related, right? The knowledge is related, and so the Pilina. Um, through Mary Kavanapukui of Hula is kind of um, how our Pilina is um, through this Halawa of OEV art um, facility. And and so the acronym is HOA, which does, when we when we put our kupe'e on for Hula, we, because we wrap and tuck, that is called HOA. And so HOA then becomes, um, the, the concept of HOA becomes bound together or connected. And that's why it also means companion or partner or friend, right? And so we are all hoa'ia, we are all bound together by um, these hula lineages for our love for hula, and we're going to be able to become housed um, together. Our, our traditions are going to become housed together through the halau of OEV art as well. And so um, this, the facility, having the mural in front of the area where the facility is going to um, exist it's so poignant for us and and it's um the kauna is not lost on us as hula practitioners and i can say like um the content even of what's going to be featured in the halawa of oev art all the hawaiian language that's going to be um you know printed in the area or on these murals or whatever is going to become go through the system that was um uh, the standardized system that was developed by um, Pukui and Samuel Albert, right, with the di modern diacriticals. The definitions are going to go through her dictionary. Olelo no Eau are going to come from her um, compilation of books, Olelo no Eau. Um, if I, I'm, I know for certain, so many of us use Echo of Our Song, which is at one of her um, compilation books, Namele Velo, which is her compilation books. Uh, those are for chants, of course. Uh, and she, I mean, she herself composed like over 150 songs. And so whether it's Pua Ahihi to um, Boy from Laupahoi Hoi, <laughs> are going to be taught in right. Halawa Art at some time or featured in a, a presentation at Halawa Art at some time. And so this, this um, scholar, this Hawaiian scholar's um, uh, influence is, is pervasive throughout the entire facility. Another thing is, um, she she be began her her career because of her experiences through culture, right through her tutuma, and and how she was able to kind of um, meld it with with Western education. And so I'll, I'll hearken now to the the Hua Makahikina Declaration on the Integrity, Stewardship, and Protection of Hula that that um, Hua Makahikina um, ratified in August 2021, and which um, the County of Maui made the resolution and, and acknowledged the, re the declaration in, on November 5th of 2021, it says in there that, that as Kumuhula, our training experience and, and specialization, um, you know, talents or skills that we have uh, are to be um, held commensurate with Western forms of training and education or accreditation. And so, so Mary Kavanapukui herself had this knowledge and so many scholars wanted to pair with her for for like native planters or or um to translations and things like that um simply because of her 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 traditional trainings 
she was now she is now considered commensurate with those Western-based scholars. And so, hearkening back to that, we're also saying that us as Kumuhula, if in in light of people like Mary Kavanapukui and others, um, we our education and training should be considered commensurate with Western forms of accreditation or credentialing as well. And so, all of this is, is taking place around. Um, uh, this this movement um, at the center of which Mary Kavanapukui um, is is found, along with a few other people. But Mary Kavanapukui is probably one of the most prominent amongst those those kupuna. Mahalo. Oof. Okay. Well, again, like yeah, I'm gonna finish with one more Nina, and it's kind of one that we all can speak to. Oh wow, so juicy. I don't like to let you guys go. So on Anyway, okay. Um, so, and we can each take our turn, but the last Nindao is, um, what do you think, how can other communities uh, begin to sort of prioritize art and culture? Because, you know, here in Wailuku, we've been able to kind of spearhead it and take it on, you know, full on. But now we want to be able to allow and give uh, opportunity for other communities, yeah? So maybe what is some of your lessons learned or thoughts in terms of developing partnerships, not over only here in Wailuku, because we are the PIKOA, we're starting this out in Maui. But what could be some of the questions that we want to send out to others, like on the west side or on the south side, or, you know, um, if we were to partner, what would be some of our sort of words of wisdoms or lessons, you know, we want to share? John Kinnapo, let go first. <laughs> she's, the, she's the artist. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> Pointing at me. Go ahead, okay. go ahead. But um, it's, I mean, we did witness 14 murals go up in a week, you know, January 2019. And that was very, very new for Wailuku. Yeah. And let me just reiterate, it rained for seven days the entire time we were painting those murals. So <laughs> day eight. The sun is out. People are like looking around, like where where did these all come from, you know? But I think Wailuku is such a great um, home for these works of art, and I, I do think it's becoming because um, I mean, of course, we all know that was I mean, Wailuku is like the hub. I mean, Wailuku is a very very important place in Maui, and it's I think it's just the start of something just spreading. It's just going to spread out and other side sides of the island, the west side, the other side, you know, like. I think people see it and, and I know even when I painted, I could experience. The hesitations with people because the murals are first coming out and, you know, they they think of the word graffiti before anything else, you know, and they kind of go like I and it's almost this I'm unfamiliar with that, so I can't relate to it and. I don't know how to respond to it yet. And then mm -hmm. when it's all powerful, then they go, oh, I want one, or I want I want to see more of these, you know? So it's cool to have mm -hmm. the change of heart and to see that a little bit, um, knowing that we put a lot of thought into these art pieces. I mean, a lot, you know? Like when I painted that big Hinai, we had, you know, somebody made us one. I took it home. I had a wild wild dream about it i sat it on this koa chair in my room and like i had this wild dream <laughs> again with my dreams but 
it's just we put so much heart into these pieces that it becomes much more than just um, what they would call like a palace plop. That's when you just have money and funding and you just plop an art piece somewhere just mm -hmm. just for the heck of it. That's like yeah. a palace. Yeah. But these are like, I mean, these are truly coming from the heart. We look at the, the location where we paint, what the community's like. We interact with the people. I mean, yes. yeah, it's, it's a, and that's what it's all about. Like, really, it's hard for me to, like, throw in headphones and just do my own thing because it's like I have to, like, interact with the people. They're a part of it, too. I want to know what people are saying and thinking and, you know, if they don't like it, if they like it, all their thoughts, right? And it's just amazing, you know, to have a home for these art pieces where they just want more and more and more of them. And anyway, I think it's just a, Wailuku is becoming this great little hub for um, for art and for change. And I think with, you know, Hoa and everything, like it's, I know there's change happening. You can feel it and see it and everything, but if we do it right, I think it can really benefit the community. And I think people can look at it and go, okay, if we go about it in these certain types of ways, maybe we can change for the better and change to, you know, I mean, this this was kind of reminding me of like, and, and boy, I wanted to ask you about this too, like the Hawaiian Renaissance, sort of like, do you, you know, feel almost like a resurgence of like, it's like cultural identity. Like, yeah. I feel like I have friends that are like making more lay. They're wearing muumuus. You know, they're sort of like um, appreciating yes. this cultural identity. Completely. And it's there's it seems to have you know a resurgence every so often. But I just I think about you know, Sissy, you're talking about how Wailuku and what's happening can influence the other you know places around the island and the other islands in general, but. I look at it almost like as a, a, a resurgence of like cultural identity. I hope that that idea just blossoms and grows from this. All right. Anna, oh, you know, what you said was the resurgence. And so, I mean, if we can go back to, to Wailuku prior to, mm -hmm. you know, the arrival of, of foreigners as mm -hmm. a seat of Ali'i, right? For, of Kahi, even if we just go back to Kahikili, the highest, the mo'i is here, which means the finest of fine um, in, in, all, in, in all types of arts, from, from chanters to hula to um, orators to kappa to weaving, would be um, accumulated yeah. in this Wailuku area, right? And so it becomes a place where the fineries and the, the pinnacle of, 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 at that time, art was, would be there. And then... Um, we have we have uh, art like I see um, Kumusisi is wearing um, a beautiful aloha print and I'm wearing um, tropical print. None of these are are native plants, right? Or necessarily of native design. But because we have these introduced tropical flowers here, and that's what's marketed, um, this becomes representative of this has become representative of Hawaii and us. However, you know, and, and what, because of this, um, rustic looking things also become part of the native Hawaiian identity. And Uncle George said, rustic is for Hollywood, Maikupuna were, refi were refined. 
right? So when you see what's what's represented in in the commercial spheres or Hollywood as being native Hawaiian, it looks rustic. When you go into the museums or you look at the things that we create, everything from the lashings to to the polish is is highly refined as our forms of art. And so what happens today in the in the in the current Renaissance is people like like Lohalo weavers were able now to to weave around things or or things that were never present in pre-contact Hawaii, but were able to take these these traditional materials and traditional techniques to and apply them to what we have today. You have kappa makers who who are now um, can rep do do pre-contact looking designs, but can also do these designs that also um, uh, match what we have developed as and is now our modern aesthetic, right? And so, so Wailuku was formerly I can I can confidently say that Wailuku was formerly a hub for art in in Hawaii in Kahiki, up until Kahikili and Kamehameha's time, um, that just beginning contact, and it, it it's gone through these different. Um, when sugarcane came in and, and the Poi Haole came in in Nui, their forms of fashion and art were there. So Ed Bailey's there um, doing these beautiful landscape scenes and things like that. And then you have um, the stores that were in, in old Wailuku town that would sell the, the pinnacle of fashion and art and furniture. And now you have this resurgence um, where we see actual local people with connections Pilina to the community, being able to to create art that melds um, contemporary times with with um, local values and traditional aspects as well. That's that's beautiful, and that represents us better than what I'm wearing today or or the the tropical scenery that that is is marketed as Hawaii. So for Wailuku, I'm pretty sure like this this Sissy said it is um, starting here. Halawa of Oevi art itself is meant to be a space for first and foremost for first and foremost foremost for hula but secondly um, becomes a space where any art for which hula serves as the nexus can also be um, propagated and and um, spread throughout the community as well and so as a as a as the uh, pico for art i think that this is this is beautiful project and so poignant Oof. Oh, you guys, I tell you, this is going to be a hard interview to beat. I feel very <laughs> lost. <laughs> this it's is so unfair. Like... I tell you, oh, man. But, you know, I tell you, it, and again, I have to thank the both of you because you both come from a very different understanding, but it's so cool how in just minutes you are creating this beautiful Pilina. And so I, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just like my hands are up and all I can say is just mahalo nui to the both of you. You know, again, Mary Kavenapuku'i was our, you know, our nucleus and starting point to be able to allow this pilina to, to come forth from today's conversation. And again, um, I'm just very humbled and honored to be in both your presence and mahalo for sharing with our community, um, you know, here in Maui and beyond about what is coming forth and the important things that we uh, desire to hone in on and, and malama and, and, and kako'o and share, but also, uh, yeah, to share with our, our lehu lehu and our people. So Thank at that, me. I'm going to say aloha ahui ho and mahalo nui and blessings and love to the both of you.
Okay, mahalo. Nice. And Thank aloha. you. Aloha. 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 A